Welcome to Nutrition Mission with Ansco Foods. My name is Cam Harper and I'm your host for Season 1, Beef, Lamb and Iron Man, where we will be bringing you nutrition and good health from New Zealand's finest beef and lamb. Today, we will be talking to professional strength and conditioning coach Dr. Nicholas Gill about the importance of having the right training plan, which includes training, nutrition and recovery. Nick has been instrumental in the All Blacks' success over the years. He's also coached Olympic athletes and many fellow endurance race competitors. Be sure to listen until the end for our Sprint to the Finish segment, where we do a series of quick-fire questions. Hi, Nick. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fantastic, thanks, mate. I've uh, had a really good sleep, and I got up nice and early, and I'm into the day, so now I'm, I'm bloody good. Oh, it's, it's, it's fantastic when that kind of thing happens. You know, you're starting the day, it's a nice bit of sun on your back, hopefully, and get into it. So tell us about your background, Nick, and, and how did you become a professional strength and conditioning coach? Uh, yeah, gee, good question. Um, <laughs> Probably uh, long and involved, but that's all yeah, good, man. No, it's interesting I'll, I'll try stuff. I'll keep it short. I'll try and keep it short. I, I actually wanted to be a policeman when I was at school, um, right up until my last year, and... Um, I don't know, I developed a passion for exercise and health and um, and I was really good at it at school in terms of the theory and things and and so I went to university and studied um, and decided just having one degree wasn't good enough So I went and, and I loved being a student to be fair. Um, so I was at university for about eight years. Um, so I was a professional student before I was a professional coach. Um, and yeah, I sort of, I wanted to go to the Olympics and help people be great. Um, and rugby came along and I sort of volunteered to help with a rugby team in, in Hamilton, helped with Waikato rugby. And next minute I'm, um, I'm doing more and more rugby work and it became a job. So that's pretty much the short story. That's fantastic. So where, where was university? Where did you go for that? I was in Dunedin at the University of Otago for four years. And then I went to Australia um, and did my PhD over there um, in human performance and spent um, three or four years over there before I came back to New Zealand to try and get a job teaching. Um, so I was, a, 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 between being a student and a coach, I was a teacher. So um, a lot of similarities between teaching and coaching, so it was a nice transition. So when you first turned up into professional rugby, you know, in this professional era, and it, and it has evolved a heck of a lot since rugby did go professional, you know, over, well over 20 years ago now, but when you first turned up with the systems and the processes and your knowledge, what was the reception like to that? Yeah, well, they were, they were meant to be professional and they were a long way from being professional, so um, yeah, it took a while for, for some of my thoughts and ideas and standards and expectations to be accepted and and I had a few roadblocks on my way, as you do. Um, but as you say, you know, rugby became professional in '96, and I started in rugby in 2000. So they'd only been having a crack at it for four years. Um, they were still very amateur in, in everything they did, um, whether that's funding, resource, or just um, um, work ethic and, and professionalism around training and recovery and nutrition and all that. So. So I've sort of been 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 a part of the journey where the athletes nowadays are, are extremely professional, and you know it's a it's a livelihood, it's a career pathway, um, and if they do it well, they can do it for a long time. So yeah, there's been lots of evolution in all those areas since since I started. Now you, you've worked with some right across the board, you know, not just in, in uh, all black rugby, but some very, very successful sports people. Uh, can you give us a bit of background, please, on your coaching style and, and the methods you use for success? Yeah, well, gee, um, 
I get asked this a bit at the moment. It's it's um, things have changed so much. Um, you know, especially for me as a coach, I think when I started, it was very much a do this, you know, and and that was all. Um, I tend to feel that, you know, it's my responsibility to to plot the path, um, but I need to make sure that I coach the person, and each person has their own background, their own stresses, um, their own body that they're in, um, and I'm not in their body, so. I think the collaboration between the coach and the athlete is really, really important. Um, you know, and, and athletes don't always know what's right, but they do know what they're feeling, and, and I think that that's probably um, a really important part of the process is, is coach the person um, rather than the athlete and, and try to build a relationship where there's good collaboration. Um, you know, you build trust in each other. Um, you know how to push buttons or how to pull back or when to pull back so so I think that's probably where I'm at at the moment in my um in my coaching pathway that's no, incredible and, and it's interesting you say that Nick because you do see I mean I, I you know through through watching uh Ironman racing and endurance sport where I'm heavily involved uh or, you know as more as a fan and, and uh, part of commentary teams and that kind of thing but I see some athletes that have so much talent but they rely too much on the numbers and don't really listen to their bodies and what their body is telling them and they kind of get that balance wrong uh then they need to have a, that relationship with their coach to actually say look you know what this is not really working for me we need to find some middle ground to get that that extra bit of performance in the long run yeah I, I totally and, and- I think the, the 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 fine line there is, especially in Ironman, gee, um, the fine line is, it, you know, in certain phases of your program, you're meant to feel exhausted, you're meant to feel absolutely wrecked, and your mind and your body will be telling you, enough's enough. Um, but I think more, um, not listening to the body at that point, but but understanding the process that this is the point of of the phase you're in. Um, and that comes through good collaboration and communication between athlete and coach. Um, you know, understanding I just need to put up with this for another week and then I'm on a taper. Chasing numbers can be very dangerous um, and often don't lead to the performance you're capable of. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So, look, we know you're no stranger to Ironman. I was just saying to you before um, before we came on to the podcast that, uh, you know, I've, I've watched you perform at Nutrigrain Ironman New Zealand uh, a couple of times and you're into the endurance sport. And like you say, you'd like to get fit over some, which is, which is fantastic. So you've done a few of them yourself. So tell us about that journey and how the right training and nutrition program plays a very important part for you. Yeah, okay. Um well, I've done. I've competed in triathlon since I was about thirteen. I think. I think the first triathlon I did was on a on a paper run bike. Um, but uh, <laughs> showing my age, um, and no, I've always loved the sport. I've loved, especially cycling side of it. Um, and I just love a challenge. That's what sort of gets me out of bed every day. Is knowing that there's something scary on the horizon that I need to be ready for. Um, and. And because I'm competitive, I don't like, you know, I don't want to ever do an Ironman and not try and do a personal best. So um, it's it's a bit of an issue for me, really, because I am getting older. But um, I haven't started slowing down just yet, so that's good. Um, I suppose, um, you know, through all my study, uh, I thought I knew everything. Um, and so I used to train myself. And for a while there, I was training really hard and eating really poorly, um, probably in my early 20s, and just kept getting tired, just kept getting sick, wouldn't lose weight, 
Um, and you know, I'd been at university for seven years, um, so it was it was it was quite um, uh, humbling to understand that actually I do there is lots I don't know, um, and that's why I've probably continued in academia is to keep learning because. I don't think we all, any of us ever know everything and, and it's important to keep stimulating and learning. So that's where experimentation comes from. But I've had a coach, um, I've had a couple of coaches over the years and they've helped me understand me, my body and what it takes and how to load and unload. And, and you know, it sounds it sounds silly, but when you train yourself, you... Um, you know, you have a you have a one one on one shoulder. You've got a person telling you to do more, and the other shoulder telling you, yeah, do more. You're tired, but you know, toughen up. And so, you don't make good decisions yourself. Um, and around nutrition, you know, it took me a lot of reading actually um, to understand how how I was best to respond to. Um, nutrition, because I love food. Like, man, I love food. And to a point, if I'm going to see my mum and dad for a, for a roast on a Sunday, I can't go to their house for a roast unless I've been for a, a 90-minute run, because when I get there, I'm going to have about four plates of food. Um, dad, my dad does a mean roast beef, and, you know, like, I, I won't have one plate full, I'll have two or three. So um, I think the balance, you know, around training and, and, and not getting injured and doing all the things away from training that's right, and then eating correctly for you um, is really important and, and I've experimented with everything fasting high fat low carb um, you name it and and I think what I've what I've learned about myself is that it's actually it's actually just about um, making really good choices and and generally eating real food um, that's most important and for my training it's about not always training hard training easy and, and slow is actually really really good for me especially as I get older um, so you know being smart around both of those those areas are really really important so the likes of uh, you know I, I, I couldn't agree more Nick and as we go through um, these podcasts and, and people I've talked to over the years have gone through all sorts of like you say all sorts of different experimentation in the way of diets and everything else but at the end of the day Good whole foods get takes you a long way. And talk to me specifically about the likes you're saying your dad cooks the the mean roast beef, which is which is what a legend, right? But oh, yeah. talk to me specifically about about red meat, the likes of what Ansco Foods have with beef and lamb, and, and talk us through that kind of thing. Oh look, um, you know, the, I explain this to my daughters all the time. Um, you know, actually, both my both my girls love um, red meat, which which is which is really good. Um, yeah. Uh, except for the uh, except for the fact that Dad normally has to always cook it for them. Um, but but I think you know nutrition is so important. Um, and how I explain it to my girls is, you know, we. We, if we're training for something and we're going to the gym, we're we're running, we're we're doing some physical activity. You know, the, the muscles on our body are made of protein, and and it's really really important that that we have enough protein coming into our body to to help the body repair and replenish the protein. You know that we are basically trying to remodel. Um, so training or physical activity is creating a stress. And the body needs protein around to to, to recover, um, and so you know, red meat, beef, lamb, particularly a, a, a really important part of any nutrition program um, or or nutrition sort of routine. And then the second thing is that it has a function, it has a purpose, and that's to to provide the body with with the nutrients that we need. You know, the the iron that's in beef and lamb is crucial for our physiology. You know, to be able to 
gee, do an Ironman, but forget about Ironman, just to be able to go for a run. You know, we need iron in our blood to live because it's such an important part of our oxygen transport chain. Um, you know, and then you've got the protein benefit. So, you know, all the literature literature suggests that, you know, we, we're needing um, little hits of protein regularly through the day. And in New Zealand, for some reason, we have this mentality of, you know, meat and three veg for dinner, um, and otherwise we're not having a lot of protein. Well, you know, I think if we think about um, where we've come from and, and, our, and our evolutionary pathways, um, having protein, you know, whether it's beef or lamb, um, in our diet throughout the day is really, really important. And if you look at the, the programs you run with any, any athletes that you're um, advising or coaching, and you look at that pre-training event day and post-event, I mean, it was interesting if I just step back a little, um, our first podcast we did this season was with uh, Nutrigrain Ironman New Zealand champions, Braden Curry and uh, Hannah Berry, two people who you'll know, and uh, they were talking about the importance of red meat for them right the way through, and, and very much so... In uh, the lead up, like in the the lead up in the last sort of few days before an Ironman race, and then in the recovery from that as well, Braden kept talking about um, lamb shanks. I think he's talking about on the on the barbecue, and and Hannah was into pretty much any bit of Ansco red meat she could get on on get her hands on. But all, all the way through those those three phases though of, of pre actual race day and recovery time, it's a real balance to make sure you're getting those good whole foods back in you to make help your body get ready to perform and then recover. Yeah, gee, I'm a mix a couple of legends there, aren't I? Um, those <laughs> those two are pretty special humans. Um, yeah, they are. And... Um, Hey, look, I, from my perspective, and, and they're obviously elite athletes and they're pushing the boundaries um, every day, uh, probably three or four hours training every single day of the year, um, which most of us would just like, just cringe about how do they do it. Um, but I think the, the, the key thing for me is that um, where, where triathlons move to, again, in, in the 30 years I've been doing it, is we used to have this thing called carb loading and um, you know, you'd, you'd have a, a, your nutrition for the week of race week was was very different to any other time of the season. Um, whereas nowadays, people have realised actually, if you've got your nutrition right every day of your life, like if you if you if you've got a really good nutrition um, plan or routine or 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 some good habits where you're eating really good food all the time, you know, whole food, real food. Monday to Sunday, um, then in race week, things shouldn't change too much. Um, you know, if your your race day should be um, no different to a big training day um, in terms of how you how you eat prior, during, and after. Um, and so, you know what what Hannah and Bev, um, Hannah and Braden have said is is sort of exactly that where where they're actually probably eating the the meat they love eating through the week of race week. And particularly after the event, um, you know, having a celebratory barbecue with some lamb shanks. Um, I don't agree with Braden. I think I think a lamb racks are way better than lamb shanks. But um, yeah, you know, I, I, that's actually my mistake. He, he he was talking about the lamb rack. Yeah, he, he's he's a, I, it's my mistake. Yeah, Mac, good. Lamb rack good. all he'd, day, every day. For him. He'd, he'd probably only nibble on one though. Like I'd have three or four. So um, he probably no. He was talking about he's talking about he's got this recipe and he reckons it's like lollipops and just. Hands them around the kids and they like lollipops for oh, them. Oh, how good, how good. 
<laughs> he backs he backs his barbecuing skills though the young oh, fella. That's so good. That's good. Good oh, on him. You got to got to love it though. Eh? Um, yeah. I mean, for normal people, like if there's somebody who's looking to themselves to listen to our podcast and going, I want to, I want to get going. You know, I want to, I want to get going, get into exercise and that, and, and focus on good health and nutrition. I guess a quick explanation: Why is it important for people to? exercise and, and focus on good health and nutrition? I mean, what's a takeaway someone could take to actually get them off the couch and get them going? Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, it's everyone's different, but I think uh, if you're on a couch and you're on the couch a lot, then it probably explains something. You, 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 you're not feeling energised, you're feeling like you're tired, you're feeling like you just can't be bothered. Um, and I've been there, I go there all the time, it's sort of just normal. But I think having the tools and the knowledge... Um, to know what you need to do to, to, to get off the couch and how to go about it. Like, that's what most people lack is the how. Um, lots of people want to be healthy. Lots of people want to eat well. Lots of people want to exercise. But but how do you go about it? And and I think the, the first thing is, first, first piece of advice for, for me would be, you know, walk before you run. So just take little steps and try and experiment with what you actually enjoy doing. Um, you know, like if, if I was just told to go running every day and I had no reason to run, I wouldn't necessarily keep it up for long. Um, but if if I had a, an event or if I had a target of some sort, a goal of some sort, then I have some purpose and direction. So I think understanding what makes you enjoy exercise, and a lot of people hate exercise with a passion, and they do it just because they should. Um, you know, when I first started exercising, it was because I loved food and I ate too much. So exercise is my way of earning more food. Um, but we all, we're all different. Now I just love, when I exercise, I love how I feel. You know, you feel energised, confident. Your mood's fantastic. You sleep well. Um, you make better food choices. You know, exercise for me is like the lead domino of being healthy. Um, and so when I have it in my day, I kick ass in my day. Um, if I don't exercise... Uh, my day sort of, I stumble along. I crave bad food. I eat bad food. Um, my workout is probably not as high level as it could be. Um, and all that comes down to hormones, endorphins. Um, movement is absolutely key for feeling great. And so, you know, that's the first thing is if you're on the couch, get off it, move a little bit, have a think about, like, connect with how you feel connect with what you enjoy or don't enjoy and then experiment and find something that you just can't wait to do every day. Um, and some people that's jumping on a bike, some people that's going for a swim in the ocean, swimming around some islands and looking for fish. Whatever it is, find something you love um, and keep doing it. Now, I think I probably know the question of this after we're talking about barbecues, but you may, be, um, you may have something else in mind, Nick, but what would be your favourite beef and lamb recipe? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I know, um, right? We're both, uh, like we're both food I'm, guys, you seem to burn it off better than me, though. Bro, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a Braden here. I'm gonna pump my own trumpet. Um, I do a mean, mean, slow lamb shoulder, slow cooked lamb shoulder. Um, really? And I actually tried a, a slow cooked lamb leg the other night, um, bone in, which um, I couldn't find a decent recipe for, so I sort of invented one myself, and it was outstanding, um, with a bit, bit of a Greek sort of tinge to it, lemon juice, lots of herbs, um, it was outstanding, blowing my own trumpet a little bit, um, beef, oh, I just, I love an eye fillet on the barbecue, um, you know, it's sort of, both those meats, I, I like my meat tender and tasty, so, um, yeah, love to cook, but, but yeah, eye fillet on the barbie, 
in slow, slow lamb, shoulder or, or leg as, um, as my go-to. I see a, I see in the very near future at Nutrigrain Ironman New Zealand, I see a, a wee marquee over on the side with Nick Gill, Braden Curry and Hannah Berry with a barbecue each just cooking cooking Ansco beef and lamb for the athletes as they come through. I, I, I can see it. I, I think it'll be a good thing and I'll, I'll definitely be the first customer, probably be the second, third and fifth as well. Yeah, well, Braden can stick to his little lollipops and I'll be going with a, like a lamb shoulder, um, coleslaw, uh, bap or something like that. You know, people can walk around and really enjoy a decent meal rather than just a little lollipop. <laughs> I love it. Now, finally, uh, Nick, we always end with a sprint finish. And I, I say to everybody at Ironmans, I love watching a sprint finish, but Ironman athletes absolutely hate them, don't they? It's, yeah, no, no, <laughs> I'm not a fan of sprinting, mate, to be fair. Sprinting after a while, but we do have the sprint finish. So I'm going to ask you a few questions, Nick, and just answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you, you ready for this? How many questions? There's five. Easy, mate, easy. You ready? Yep. Okay. Are you a morning person or night person? Morning. What's your favourite hobby that's not sport? Fishing. Love it. Is nutrition an art or a science? Art. Now you're off to a barbecue. What meat do you take? Well, I've already said I fill it, but 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 some lollipops like Braden is also second second uh, or first equal. And how do you have your steak when it's done on the barbecue? How do you how do you have that? Rare all day long. Rare. I love it. Well, Nick, that's uh, that's it. Thank you so much for your time today. Really, really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. So we've made it to the finish line of our third podcast of Nutrition Mission with Ansco Foods, Season 1, Beef, Lamb and Iron Man. Thanks, Nick, for joining us and thank you for tuning in to Nutrition Mission with Ansco Foods. If you enjoyed our podcast and want to find out more, head to anscofoods.com forward slash Ironman for more insights and news. Make sure you tune in next time when we'll be talking to Coach John Newsom to get some performance inspiration along with tips on what it takes to become an elite athlete.